Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Anime Watch Club, a bi-weekly group discussion and review where the host of the What Do You Say Anime podcast nominate and put on shows either we haven't seen or shows that hopefully to a great conversation. On today's episode, the squiggly boys of the What Do You Say Anime podcast will be reviewing the 2017 anime Girls Last Tour. Let's meet today's war-torn children soldiers. First up, in his version of the apocalypse, he has all the blueprints to our heart. We have Jay. Jay, how's it going? Doing pretty well. Uh, happy to be back. Sorry I couldn't make it to the last, I think, couple, actually. But, uh, yeah, I'm here now, so that's what matters. We are glad you are back. Next up, he is our favorite squiggly boy. We got Cat. Cat, how's it going? Man, I'm doing great. It's, it's nice to see that you still love me, Dad. Love you too, son. Our first moderator tonight, a man who refuses to fillet his fish and eats it with a stick. We got Miles. Miles, how's it going? It's going good. I realized about a year or two ago that I didn't understand what fish sticks meant. <laughs> awesome. Really, that's the joke that makes you break? Fun that one? <laughs> yeah, dude, that was a fun fact about Miles. Uh, and then that voice you heard is Pat. Alright, guys, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Are we gonna really bring, bring this up again? I don't know. I think it's weird how they eat fish in anime. And I guess, I guess that's weird of me. I get it. It's to save animation budget, it's to save time or whatever, but people don't eat the scales of fish and they don't bite where the spine is and then have a mo- uh, never mind. You Speak know what? I guess not. I guess I'm speaking for myself. I'm showing my privilege of being able to clean my fish like a normal human being does before they eat it, but whatever. Uh, anyways, tangent aside, we watched Girls Last Tour once again, came out in the fall 2017 anime season. Uh, Done by Studio White Fox, so the people behind uh, Steins Gate, ReZero, to name a few of the shows. Uh, those are the main ones, I think, that they've done. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much And I guess Jormungand, other than that, not much to note. Devil's Part-Timer Season 1. So yeah, pretty well-liked studio. So uh, and, and I can definitely see where their style came in with this show, at least. It looked very... Similar to some of the other work that they've done. But uh, yeah, let's do our first impressions. Spoiler-free, first couple episodes. Miles, why don't you start us off like usual? Yeah, sure thing. So um, I like the look of this. I like the whole general vibe that it gave out. It sort of seemed like uh, cute girls do uh, depression at the end of the world. And I wasn't disappointed. So when the J Factor left us for a few weeks, I decided to pick up the banner, nominate it. And it was a, it was a good time. I definitely think that the show... Um, got stronger as it went on, but I still found the first few episodes really pleasant and calming, and I guess maybe anxiety running. I don't know. It was a, a neat little comfy place that I was in, um, where it made me aware of my impending doom, but also comfy in that fact. So, definitely thumbs up for the show, especially if you like these sort of, you know, types of shows. It's an interesting spin on the whole like healing show sort of genre. Um, but yeah, recommend for sure. One recommendation so far. Perfect. All right, Kat, what about you? I too enjoyed the show. Uh, it really felt like the first few episodes were really, really nice and learning about like what some of their past was and how, uh, how things were going, uh, in, in the world almost kind of felt like a cautionary tale to like where kind of where we were where we are going with like weapons manufacturing and things like that um and just like i enjoyed that along with the kind of the kind of post-apocalyptic uh almost you can't feel with it uh it it was it was really nice to uh to experience and uh I I would definitely recommend it if you're into I would recommend it especially if you're into like healing shows and also if you're into like uh really post uh post apocalyptic stuff. It's weird to say the that sentence, Kat, in hindsight, but it does make sense with this show. I agree with that. That's funny. Yeah, if you like healing anime and you also like post apocalyptic scenarios, this is the show for you. Like that's pretty it's so funny. Um, all right, uh, Jay, what about you? Yeah, so, um, 
I kind of came across this as something that I had seen in passing a few times. Like, I, I don't really see a lot of people talking about this. It, as far as I'm aware, it didn't get, like, a ton of buzz the year it came out, either. But, uh, yeah, after watching Yuru Camp, I started doing some research into the healing anime genre, and I saw that Girls' Last Tour was mentioned there, and that kind of surprised me because I had seen it before, like, just, like, the setting and stuff, and I think that I'm not the only one here who kind of didn't realize that it was part of that genre, even if I had heard about it before. I know a lot of people were surprised whenever I said, hey, it's not gonna all be depressing, I promise, because of, like... How, it's it's a difficult sell is what I'm trying to say. But whenever you get into it and you just kind of have like the music going as well as the just general sound design, especially in this, I think that it becomes super cozy in a lot of ways. Um, very comfortable in a, in a way that it feels like, yeah, the world might be ending or has ended. And everything is kind of grim, but at least we have each other and we can find comfort in the small things and in each other. And that, like, yeah, I would definitely recommend it if you're a fan of just, not, like, stuff that doesn't need a ton of action, uh, then you'll enjoy this, I think, if you give it a shot. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree with that. There, Because it, it's weird, there was, it almost seems like it sets up that there's going to be more action and i would say generally speaking there wasn't throughout most of the show uh it, but uh, that's not a bad thing i agree with that uh pete what about you yeah as like the slice of nice slice of life snob there we go of the podcast i kind of avoided this just because it looked a little sad and i don't like sad things but i'm really glad that we got around to watching this this was a very unique style of slice of life where we even had discussions in the first episode where I was getting like really bad anxiety of like, are they going to find food? Are they going to find light? Where's the wind coming from? And Miles is like, lol, like you found this anxiety ridden? I'm like, yeah, I don't know why. But it was it was it was a very interesting style of slice of life because we had like those conversations from the get-go. And then just throughout the story, it just like Miles also said, it just got better with each episode and I fell in love with this. And if you're a slice of life fan, I think that this is a one that you should definitely check out, so I would definitely recommend this. Nice. And yeah, I, I think I'm going to recommend it as well. I had never even heard of it before uh, we started nominating it, and I got surprised. Uh, it's very highly rated on Mal for a show that, at least I had heard, knew nothing about. You know, not necessarily in popularity it isn't, but in, in rating, I mean, 8.2, that's pretty high for, especially for a slice of life show uh, with only one season and, as far as I know, not a really dedicated, like, you know, fan base from a manga or a light novel, right? It's from a web manga. It's from a web manga, so I guess maybe that explains why the web forum would and have it's a higher short. rating. It's six oh, is it short? It's six volumes total. Is it? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't. I guess my my first impressions are relatively the same. I kind of expected it to be a bit more dark and harrowing, and it really wasn't. So that was uh, surprising. Uh, but. I did not expect the slice of life at all until I started watching it. And then I was just like, oh, this is fine. Like, this is good. I think I would recommend this, but you have to be patient, I think. Because I, I agree that the show starts off, it gets stronger as it goes on. I definitely think there is a lull in the middle. I think the, the show, show starts strong, slows down a little bit to a crawl, and then speeds back up again uh, towards the end of the the show in terms of like i don't know things happening I, I i just remember sitting there i think by episode like eight or nine and wanting something to happen and it eventually did happen though so i i think that's as spoiler free as we can get uh in terms of content at least so yeah uh so it seems like recommendations across the board and yeah why don't we start talking spoilers the show by the way at least for uh, our American listeners, you can watch it on Amazon Video, and I believe it is still on High Dive. I'm not 100% nope. sure about that. Yeah. It is. All right, so there you go. Amazon Video has it for free if you're a Prime subscriber, or if you subscribe to High Dive, there you go. You can watch it in both of those places. Subbed or dubbed as well. It does have a dub, and I really liked the dub as well. So don't don't be scared of it. Yeah, I think they did a good job with it. They do not. Uh, did they have the dub on Amazon? They had on High Dive. Is that where you watch it? I didn't see, I didn't see it on Prime when I was trying to watch it. Some mm. reason I wanted to, but I only had the uh, original dub. 
I think it was on high dive at least for sure. Uh, okay. I think that's where it originally was released too. Uh, yeah, like, that makes sense. Yeah, was, uh, so yeah, again, uh, I would recommend the dub. Uh, it's not a bad one. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, like you know why? Sentai Filmworks probably took their dub off of it and 100%. put it on high dive because that's their platform. So yeah, it's not going to be on Amazon though. Makes sense. We we love uh, exclusivity and things like that. You know that always yeah. and licensing. It's, We're it's back to cable. Thing. Yeah, isn't that great? You know, <laughs> capitalism, baby. All right, let's get into. Uh, all right, so spoilers going forward. Uh, Twelve episode anime, not too hard to watch before listening to us, and we'll assume that you have if you have gotten this far. So yeah, uh, does anyone have a talking point other than the way that they eat fish in the show, among <laughs> other dozens of shows like yeah. Naruto? So the way that they eat chocolate in this show is absolutely. <laughs> um, it's it's weird, right? Like, why are they? shaped like that no i'm kidding i think that yeah it was malnutrition um i think that you know unless we don't want to go here first but i think like the big thing to talk about the show is like all the different ways it does atmosphere like i think Mm -hmm. this is just sort of like atmosphere dot anime uh and i was really impressed by it and how they had so many things that were similar but still gave you like a different vibe it reminded me atmospherically a lot of monogatari and um madoka magica where you have these sort of like sparse backgrounds with like often repeating things that were sort of like patterns and stuff like that but all of it was relatively industrial but i thought they did a good job of adding different um almost like ecologies to the city that they were in in different tones to to it you know like when they were in that pipe labyrinth was really different than when they were near all of those windmills the environment feels very deliberately designed which isn't a thing you see a lot in anime it feels like a video game almost where you have to focus on actually creating the environment the characters are in whereas in a lot of anime it feels like the environment that people are in is often secondary with how they reuse backgrounds and such they put out there was a lot more care put into this particular uh series i did like the um, we're speaking of like the environment and how everything is like industrial that like the wind farms towards episode 11 is referred to as a forest where mm-hmm. they are so outside of nature that that is considered a forest in the eyes of chi at mm-hmm. least from her understanding and i thought that was like a a fun like if this is the way we progress as like a society, like is our, our forest just going to be wind farms? Like, is this where we're going to be generating oxygen instead? Stuff like that. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of like a fun little touch that they, I don't know if that was on purpose. I'm assuming it was, but like, it was just, I think it was something subtle that added a lot to the world. Magic, the gathering type beat there. Yeah. (laughs) Like Ravnica or something. Yeah. Honestly, (laughs) with how the city was, it seemed like it's almost a global city. Yeah, I really enjoyed the uh, general sound design too, both the music as well as like the background noise of their, like their machine, the gears and the episodes, water dripping, stuff like that. I think it was done super well. In another world, we definitely got this with some lo-fi beats, and it was considered like a masterpiece by everybody. <laughs> yeah, I I liked it. Uh, all of that atmosphere as well. I think the the weather as well played a big part of that right with the snow the rain uh i, I don't know if it thawed would really count at certain points but like just the the way that they made a city of multiple layers to work oh the sunset is another good example too that they were mm-hmm. doing a good job using that like i i, I don't know it, it it always felt yeah very like depressing it felt like watching like i don't know star wars nerds uh coruscant you know like the the city state planet that that is literally just a hunk of metal now it's it 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 was just like all just grimy war torn and destroyed and and it's it was depressing it was really depressing i think even though uh they i i thought it was funny too that they were just wearing military uniforms even though eventually it gets revealed that they kind of just wore it because that's what they were given right before they Mm -hmm. they started their journey I didn't love that explanation. I kind of wanted more. I feel like that that was my big problem with the show was 
at the end, we finally get an answer for why they are who they are, or why they're on their journey, why they seem to not remember things. And while I love that they don't remember things because it comes off sometimes as, oh, they've been traveling for so long. We don't know how long is in between each episode, right? Like we can, we can imagine that it's all one continuous plot, but like, oh, when she goes, oh, I don't remember this guy. Is it because she's ditzy or is it because it's been five years since they last saw that guy uh, mm-hmm. with the camera? You know, like it's, it's up to your interpretation, uh, even though it's only been one episode in the anime. Uh, but the, I don't know, like the, the thing that frustrated me was, yeah, that it didn't give us a ton of answers as to their origin story or where they're going in the at the end of the day you know like and of course that's on purpose because the whole point is that it's a i think it i feel like it answers all of that i think it gave us the exact answer of where they're going which is wherever and right so cool that's not an answer that's that is an answer they're not going anywhere there's nowhere to go anymore that's the point Right. Well, that's not satisfying. I think they're going right. to try to go to the right up. Then they're going to try to go a bit further up, right? Because they mentioned right, that there's they don't they they want to like, go yeah. up, but they don't know what is up. Like what's, yeah, exactly. what's on the next they're, level? They're going. Up, uh, they're going to progress, but they don't necessarily know if they'll be even be able to get there, or you know. Well, like the whole thing is kind of like a metaphor for like life, right? Like it's like it's like a, it's a journey. It's like. Where you stop at like the next road, like you don't know where you're going to be when you're 80, but it's the experiences that you get from when you hit 70, 60, 50 that get you there. And that's kind of like what I felt like it was like a huge under like or overtelling theme of the story was like the beauty of life and the beauty of friendship and stuff like that. And it's just like what you have, like what you have that matters is like the person next to you and stuff like that. And to me, like that's what I resonated with at least. Yeah. yeah, they have that cute little conversation about it at the end. Cat, do you want to say something about this? Yeah, I I definitely enjoyed how like even though the atmosphere was very uh was very depressing and kind of highlighted the the absence of nature and where like how depressing just having that be the re- their reality is, it felt I think where like the healing part of it comes in is like they don't know anything else. So they so they become more like they use their environment as a healing nature because that's all they knew. Mm-hmm. That's like they're using like for example, the um when it was raining and they were under the uh under the thing and they started making music out of nowhere. That was one of the things that was really soothing for them and it's it's so nice to see that even though everything around them is terrible it's good to see that they still have the ability to make something better out of it um and i i enjoy that even though the the ending can kind of be seen as unsatisfactory uh, from pat but i i personally i think that the show is very the appeal comes from the journey. Yeah, I get, I get that. I just want closure. I like closure. I like complete stories. And because this isn't a complete story, I guess Are that's we... why I'm left feeling unsatisfied. You know, like I, manga. No, fuck you. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> fuck you. You know, <laughs> a thirty-minute read. I. <laughs> I. How does the story end other than them they eventually die. dying? They die. That, that has either to be they di- either they die or they find a city with people. I don't know. Like just. It, whatever <laughs> cool I, I was i was so ready for one of them to die and that would have been a i think would have been obviously it's a different tone of the story but it would have been a cool tone shift and it could would it could have been how the story ended and then she has to continue healing i would have been i would have been uh wounded by that it would have been a wounding <laughs> a anime. wounding anime <laughs> i didn't know it was a healing anime until after i had finished it to be honest like okay. I, like it got it had no. that vibe it did have that vibe to be like when you think about it, but uh, like for me, I was just kind of thinking, "Oh, this is just documenting their journey. It's cool. Like, oh yeah, it's a little slice of lifey, but it's also like, I don't know. This is what your experience would be like if you were, I don't know, in in uh, uh it was that movie with uh, I am Legend. Well, the well, I am Legend is a good one. I, I was gonna say the Road. book of Eli, the book of yeah. Eli. That's, oh, okay. that's what I was thinking. Of. Like I was saying that, but I am Legend is a great example. It's the same idea as that, just in a little bit more slice of life way rather than 
the actual harrowing awful things but those things still exist and they are still a struggle of that like when the when the plane took off i was like sitting there and i was just going oh it would be so funny if the fl- plane just like fell apart right now uh you know like it would be funny in like a again a harrowing sense and then it does and then it's like kind of chickens out of that though by just having her sitting there in her parachute falling away you know like i the blue again, i like that that is in pet hates life no i love life life is great and that's why we celebrate it by watching the end Girls of life story. i guess miles yeah. hates fun and pat wants everyone to die that's what, that's what I'm I just Pat. want closure, man. I just so, want closure. Pat, I think I think that it I think the issue why there wasn't like a full closure for it was because when the anime finished airing, uh it was it had finished airing at December twenty second, twenty seventeen. The last chapter of Girls Last Tour came out on January twelfth, twenty eighteen. I wouldn't be surprised if the anime and the manga had essentially I, I don't know this but if that was essentially the ending of the yeah. manga i would not be surprised at all ditto i will read i'm going to finish the manga tonight i will just pick it up where we left off from the anime and Thank i you. will just let you guys know what happens okay. if and, you want i will not spoil I, I, it for anybody yeah. who does not want to know but if you want to know i will post it when you get to the porn yeah. theater chapter let's talk about the implications of that okay okay i mean honestly that w- I would have liked to have that in the anime, like, ju- like, cause that it, it's such a human thing, right? Like, I don't know. I really like. <laughs> I've read it. It's pretty funny. They just don't know what's happening, and then yeah, exactly. one of them goes to sleep and just like has a dream that the other one's attacking them. Um, Are you and like serious a... right now? Yeah. No, you're not. There's no way. I... Yeah, okay. it's part of the manga. Wait, really? They mm-hmm. they walk into a porn theater. They don't know what it is. Yeah. And then uh, Cheeto falls asleep. They've only then... known like four people their whole life. Yeah, there's like five. Awesome. There's like five people in the in the whole thing. Yeah, uh, there's the there, when they were going through the photographs that um, Kanazawa was taking pictures with like a girl, and then when they met him, that she wasn't there, and like they didn't they didn't know what like a relationship was. Like that was obviously like his girlfriend or his wife. And yeah. Then when they met her, she's gone, and they're just like. Oh, I wonder who this girl is with this guy. So it's like if they don't know what sex is, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> also oh. makes me sad that Kanazawa and the pilot are implied dead. Yes, I was just gonna comment what? on that. That was horrible. Well, I assume that after all that should happen, I'm not gonna lie, I assume the pilot just, just killed herself. Just killed herself. Like well... she seemed like she was pretty at peace after all that. And then Kanazawa probably like fell to death or well something. he said why, that he why, would he would kill himself if he lost his maps well, no, he and then he loses he, his maps he, well he said he was going to after he lost it he said after meeting them he said he was going to make a new map yeah so I, i'm assuming, <laughs> I'm like, assuming nah. he was being honest about that and he just like fucking died from uh falling or i something. would imagine if he gave them his camera that has all of the memories of his family true that like that was sort of how I read that. Like that's when I thought to myself, maybe Kanazawa killed himself, and we obviously don't know if he did or not, but we do know he's dead. Potentially and three suicides, and we one know he's dead. The, you... It's implied. Ma- the magical so... mushrooms told us that they were the last two living humans in the city. Did it? Well, they, in they, that they, light city, though, right? They did that's say so that they know of. So I think she, it, it is implied my, that my, they maybe don't know. They're not like an all-knowing being. Yeah. They're just consuming, so I think there is a chance. In my yeah. mind, they're alive. Small and they're arriving. And they the met each other, and they have kids. They had only not checked the highest layer of the city, by mm-hmm. the way. So it, it wasn't just for that layer. It was every layer except the highest layer. Gotcha. But also, what if What's-Her-Name was trying to kill herself, or was going why? to kill herself? Why if, build the ejection thing? Why right? have a parachute? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. You know, damn. And Miles already <laughs> thought of the the poking holes in his argument before I even had to say it. Insert, there you go. Insert uh, Bojack Horseman the way down poem or whatever where like you oh. jump, you want to jump, but then like you have a lot of time to think about it when you're falling down. Please don't bring that episode yeah. to me. Uh-huh. I, I, or any episode eleven of that show. It's yeah, just a real. lot to deal with. That that is a very uh, 
interesting way to perceive them walking away though and yeah i mean they just you, you go on life's a bitch and then you die right like i guess is, is that the moral of the story is that is that where no we're i don't think it, that's no. what it, i think it's the opposite of that i think it's that life, like is... life is beautiful no matter what no matter how shitty it can seem you can find beauty in life yeah like even if it's just like listening to raindrops and finding out what music is through that you can find beauty in life or finding like the world's last fish yeah second to last fish uh <laughs> well, i meant the oh yeah one, yeah but yeah. yeah that's like the yeah like i think like the meaning behind it is that like like as long as you have someone to spend time with and care about that even if everything is shit and at the end of the day it's all over it's worth spending that time with that person yeah. right like yeah. it's worth hanging out or whatever yeah. like in 20 years pat when it's just me and you and everyone else is dead like yeah. are we still going gonna to go both of you try to nope nope sorry you're gone Not this we, we take your maps and keep going um is it worth it to find pete's house so we fish. can make fun yeah. of his manga collection <laughs> yes yeah, Jay, Jay's consciousness has been transported into a robot fish in this scenario. Yeah, and, and, and we're and, and Miles and I are on the trek from New England to Minnesota to go make fun of Pete's manga, manga collection. collection. Yeah, that exactly. Is sitting there still while he is not. Oh, there you go. I will add that the newest Discord member did say that I have a dice manga collection, so suck it. Wow, that you. must that is incredible. I'm suck it. But Miles, whatever, whatever makes you happy. In, yes, thank in you. Life, right there, yeah, we go. Yeah. <laughs> like the show says. <laughs> Look at my little cute anime girl. Yeah, but like, uh, I think what Miles kind of said that, and I want to bring this up in just in terms of like the themes of the show because we saw that like the sisterhood of them was what kept them together. That even when they played Django with rocks or picturizing what their apartment would look like if they were roommates, they found like the joy in that, and I thought that was a really cool theme, along with like the pretty clear message that this is a anti-war um style of show that the reason why they're in this situation now is because japan declared war on their neighbors and then they killed millions of people in news conferences and like boasted about it so i guess i want to get your guys' thoughts on what like the, the themes of this story that you enjoyed the most or what stood out to you the one that stood out to me the most was definitely the anti-war propaganda in the beginning. Mainly because, I mean... Wait, course, propaganda? I mean, not not propaganda, but, like, the, the theme. Sorry. Um, just that, like, at the... When, she, when Chito is, like, dreaming and she starts crying about, like, what happened, uh, what sent them on their journey originally... That is, that's what, like, drove home everything, and, like, that, that I think, upped the atmosphere uh, by itself even more. Mainly because, like, if it wasn't there, it probably, you know, you probably could have, you probably could have, like, could have pulled from, like, the, from just the backgrounds and uh, just a lot of the, the atmosphere. But that one scene probably... Uh, upped it for me at least like at least two notches mainly because like it's one of those storytelling moments that like that just drives everything home yeah she's crying in her dream like yeah the first time we see her when she wakes up she's wiping off tears from her lumber and that's just like holy shit yeah no i get that but the one that I enjoyed the most was definitely like you can make anything out of nothing, even as long as you have somebody with you. So the one that got to me the most, I don't even know if this is like a theme or anything. I guess there's like a theme in it and like the theme is nice and happy and everything, but like that's not what hit me. But like episode nine, which is the aquarium episode where there's like one last fish and then there's just this little robot who takes care of the fish. And they make friends with the robot. And then, like, a bigger robot comes to dismantle the aquarium because its purpose was to, like, repair the city. And it had, you know, it's like aquariums aren't necessary infrastructure. But everyone in the damn city is dead. It is beyond repair. It serves no purpose anymore. And so probably one of the most useful things is this aquarium, which is like this last bastion of life. 
but the other like the robots talk to each other and the robot keeps doing what it's doing and so yuri has to go and like kill the big robot even though it's pretty implied that they're kind of alive too in some fashion and like the whole thing i don't know it just like really like i had to stop watching the show for a minute because it was just such a bummer to me that you had to like to save you know i don't know what are there like maybe two dozen things that are alive on the freaking island of japan at this point you know there's like nine mushrooms and then <laughs> you know the two people and then two robots and a fish and one of them's trying to kill one of the other ones and you had to kill it to stop it and it's just i don't know it, it really just sort of like, even when there's five living things, there's conflict, you know? Like, that, about what they want to do and how they want to do that and how that, like, persists even after this war is done, even after they all killed each other. There's still these, like, people who have their, like, the job that they think they have to do and, uh, like, and that conflicts with, like, the other person's job and something had to be done there and I just thought that was a bummer. And she, and she questioning because it's probably been so long since they've had like human connections that they had like this existential like dialogue about what is life like who is alive like is this robot alive like this robot has empathy it, it was taught empathy but the big one like is it my enemy is it alive and I thought that was like really interesting dialogue because she was kind of second guessing whether she should detonate it or not and I was like a really interesting way to like have that conflict with within somebody over a robot. Yeah. I also liked the theme that um if you have a good helmet nothing matters. You can get like a <laughs> two-ton statue just dropped onto your fucking head and it doesn't matter. That's what I want to tell you about the military uniform pat, but we got caught well, up. That's well, what was the important part was the helmet, honestly. I I was waiting for it to really matter too, like with the screws and it was funny how oh these screws fell down on us. Yeah, look at that. Like that was it was funny that they uh, were talking about it, and then it was suddenly relevant. And it makes sense. It's like, it's a hard hat at that point, though, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was interesting how they made the gun, like, at the beginning of the show, such an important thing. And she just carries it for the rest of the show. I mean, she points it at a couple people here and there. But, like, I don't think she fired is at a pipe. By right? accident. Yeah, she yeah. misfires it at a pipe. And she no, also didn't no, even point it at the girl. The bath, too. The bath, too. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. That was yeah, a good episode. It was. You know what was a pretty strong moment? Cheeto pointing the gun at um at no yes. Yeah. Nuko. Because yeah. Cheeto was so like against the like weapon, but as soon as Yuri was like in trouble, she was willing to use you know what I mean? Like that yeah. was like that was actually pretty subtle too. I think I just picked up on that. But mm -hmm. I think that that was like a really cool scene. I will say, um, I'm going to channel my inner Pat and say something that left me unsatisfied. Uh, I want... I'm cocking I, my fist back right now. I want more information on whatever, like, the second to last human... Like, like as human culture devolves over time and they start worshipping these mushrooms and building statues of them, I want that story. I that want the story cool. of the, the mushroom-worshipping people. <laughs> that's, that's what I want. Because I'm assuming that's what happened. Why they put the statues up? Like I would, I would like to know that. Like, They're it, eating weapons, right? Like maybe yeah. the mushrooms stopped the damn war by eating all of the weapons. It's kind of a question <laughs> of like, how did the mushrooms come about? Yeah, I want to know it so like, bad. I want to know if they're. I just want to know, are they a natural being or were they like man-made? Like, did somebody create them and then inject them with the code to replicate? That they were talking about, and that's how they reproduce because it makes sense that mushrooms would be able to reproduce asexually for obvious reasons with spores and shit. But it, I don't know, like, is it some kind of high tech machinery, like bio machinery? Is it biological? Like, I think that's it, it kind of encapsulates very much the show don't tell nature of the world building, which yeah. is both frustrating. And also makes the world that much better because it's so mysterious, in my opinion. I agree. Very, very mysterious. I, 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 I get having that mystery be so such a big part of the show too. But 
I like answers. You know, I like to know. I, can under, I understand I, why people and I, want answers too. And I and I like that. it. I also don't mind it if it's we have to figure it out ourselves through things that they show on the, um, you know, in the background of the story or you know, there's a lot of visual storytelling that you can do. And they did that to be fair too with like all the different, uh, basically battle, st- you know, and, and like places that battles took place. You know, you could see that it wasn't just. I don't know. It seemed like it was multiple conflicts in, in the same location, like that at that crater location. And I don't know. There, there was a lot of visual storytelling. I just, I guess I wanted more context to, to how the planet could have really ended like that while also having those statues. That was something I did notice. I was like, have you seen Terminator statues? 2? No. You should watch Terminator 2. I think it'll give you a better understanding of how a world like that could happen. Maybe it'll give you some closure. Because the whole the the part of like episode eleven into twelve, it was just oh. like I was like this is this is Terminator like the robots have taken over and we have to go back in time to save John Connor and th- th- that's kind of like the vibe I was getting. I was like, okay, I could see how you get to this type of point because they did this in Terminator. <laughs> Girls last yeah. year is set in the Terminator universe. I'm just I'm throwing it out there. Right I, I I was waiting for someone else to react to that because to me I was just like, yeah, sure. I'll watch Terminator and Oh, it's so good. Counterpoint: If Skynet had those giant iron giant ass laser robots, then the world would have just ended. Or the Squiggly Boys. That is pretty funny. They fired the gun by accident and set fire to like half of the city section that they were in. Uh, so Maybe. much so that they could feel the heat from the inside of their robot. That's pretty pretty scuffed. Huh? All right. Uh, conspiracy theory. The mushroom people said that they're the only two people left. What if Yuri killed both of them during the the laser shots? Oh, and oh, they're shit. they're now in purgatory. Oh my god! Oh no! They, she killed her their friends. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, who, there's, there's who a are chance. you? Me? Yeah. That sounds like something I would be like. Oh, wouldn't it be great if this happened? That's my impression of myself. On different layers. <laughs> I think they were on different layers of the city. I'm pretty sure. That I was a big so. explosion. You never know. It was. It definitely caused some damage to other layers and stuff too. But how is a city like an onion with multiple layers? You nice. know, like that. It doesn't make sense. It does. Uh, they just really built on. To, they're built on top of each other. Like that's not a very safe or logical way or industrial way to build something, right? Yeah, like, well, what? we can see that it's falling apart, so obviously <laughs> they, they did were <laughs> Yeah, fair. They also had, like, some really advanced technology. With the, ma- with the, the issue is, is that it wasn't built to not have maintenance, is what I'm assuming. With the maintenance right. robots and stuff they had, it was probably, like, perfect, I assume. Yeah. But when everything yeah. started to fall to shit, then, yeah, obviously it's not gonna work out. That, yeah, but honestly, that's a pretty good, like, what's the fail condition of our city? I don't know, there's a nuclear holocaust? Sure. Yeah, alright. <laughs> well. Oh, goodness. Anybody so, else got something? Uh, oh, okay, I have a question. Are you guys... More of a Yuri or a Cheeto? I was actually thinking about this. Yeah. Yeah, I like Cheeto because Yuri exists, and I like Yuri because Cheeto exists. That's fair. I was ready to hate Yuri because I thought she was about to throw the damn diary in the fire in episode two. Mm-hmm. And She's I was just going to... I'm pretty sure. Be out... What? She was considering it. Oh, yeah. No, but instead she wrote that nice note. I do yeah. think they did a great job of balancing each other out. Like, Eerie was the dumb one, but she had, like, better natural insight into things, where she would just sort of intuit what things were used for. Yeah, like the wind and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, there's yeah. an exit, because I can feel the wind this way. It's like, oh, shit, like, that's great. And they even did the callback at the last episode, where she did the, yeah. the finger, like, let's go that way. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah. I would say... Because I was talking to Simone about this when we were watching it. I would say that, for the most part, I am a Chi. But there's definitely some Yuri aspects that I would give uh, say that I have as well. But for the most, like 80% Chi, at least. I would probably say I'm like 70% Yuri. <laughs> um, mainly 
I I don't like how you're now you're nodding that much fat. Do you think I'm that dumb? I think we, you're we that al- to, yeah, you're intuitive sometimes. <laughs> okay, and, and that's not a bad thing. That's okay. You're just out there sometimes, <laughs> and that's okay. I'm I'm more of a Yuri a lot of the time too. I think so. It's not you're not alone. You know, I think I think the whole point is you're supposed to project yourself onto both of these characters at different points in the story. You know, yeah. like you're supposed to say to yourself, "Oh man." I would be just like Yuri if I got my first chance at a bath in, I don't know, months. And then you'd also be like a Cheeto, where you'd be like, uh, which I thought was so funny, their name is Cheeto, um, at random thought. But, uh, uh, but you know, like, you'd also be like a Cheeto, where you're, I don't know, driving along, and you're thinking Tasty. about what's what's efficient, and what's what needs to be done, or how many rations you have left. You know, like, you're, you're suppo- I think you're supposed to be able to relate to both of them. You know, I'd, I'd be concerned if anyone was all of either character because they're meant to be exaggerations of, you know, stereotypes, so to speak, or, or personifications. Maybe is a better word. Yeah. D- did you guys find the uh, the Mal reviews funny? Because uh, I, we don't always talk about these, but I thought it was worth it because I, I read them because I was just curious, like how this was received. And there's one person who doesn't like the show who's the top review on Mal. Uh, yeah. Highly recommend you read that because it's funny if you haven't yet. Uh, would fit very well into our Mal review games. Uh, and then the other couple also, though, are very dislike. You can tell it's like one the guy who didn't like Slice of Life gave this show a terrible score because he thought it was boring as shit and there was no story. Uh, the Slice of Life lovers were gushing about the show and being like, this is the best thing ever made. You know, so it was, I thought it was... Like, do we fall mainly in the middle of that, I would say? Because I, I feel like I'm pretty comfortably closer to the positive side of, of the with the show. But I, I definitely, definitely not all in on it. You know, I, I'm, I'm definitely wishing that there was more storytelling that was done. Yeah, uh, how yeah. do you feel? As the resident hater, right? Like, person, Pete says, hate fun, don't like slice of life. It's true. All that stuff. That's true. I got called a Nazi because I have Bochi at an eight. Um, I mean, Hitler just, also had Bochi at eight. So Hitler Damn. did. Yeah, Hitler <laughs> did. Yeah. did. I'm sorry, <laughs> Kanye has it as an eight. I was gonna say you could have said Kanye. You could have been like oh, Charlie Kirk. You could have been anybody. Any any sort of like. <laughs> well, Hitler's still alive in Argentina, yeah. so Hitler had it at, at a seven. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just that much better. But you're one point better than yeah. Hitler. Good job. Um, you know, like this definitely has some of like, like, you know, I don't want to say nothing happens, but like, like, as you have said, you want, you like, you don't have that like open, closed, overarching plot that you want. This is very much just a look into the life of these two characters during a particular period of their life where nothing super different than the rest of their life is happening, right? Like there's nothing extraordinary happening in the setting they're in. Like, obviously to us there is, but in their setting, this is pretty commonplace. However, you know, so that's not my favorite type of show, uh, but I really liked it still. Like, I think that, you know, like, I, I could see where that person's coming from, but, like, I don't know. Fucking lighten up a bit. Yeah. I agree. That's why I thought it was, I just thought the review was, it was really funny to read because it was just so, like, intensely, like, this is so bad. Oh, my God. Why did I watch it? Why does Mal like this? You know, like like all sorts of things. There are two types of Mal reviewers who give this show like a four, and you see this across the board. One, their average mean score is like a four point seven, or two, the the only shows that they have at a ten are like Precure and Love Live and Idol Master and stuff like that. So pick pick your litter, but like yeah, don't take reviews from those type of people. Take reviews from our type of people, like us. Yeah. If you if your mean score is four point five, like why watch the Yeah, why you don't watch like anime. anime. Like <laughs> why watch yeah. it? Yeah, it's <laughs> obvious that your that your extrovert weave friend got you into anime and then was like, Hey, here's Mal. Right. And you just did it. I, I god, I think the other option is just like they wanna be so cool yeah. and like they're still stuck in that like high school giving something a low score means you're cooler than it phase. Yeah. Yeah. Don't look at my attack on Titan score, by the way, on Mal. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you don't like, you know, like, sure. You don't always need to agree with stuff, but like, 
like your mean score isn't four point five, Pete. No, <laughs> it's you know Contrary you don't have to, to like pop- everything that's popular, but you you know like you enjoy most of the anime you watch. Hey, I started the podcast, so <laughs> I like it so much. Yeah. So you guys have me insecure about my mal score, and I went. And I bet you have a higher bead than I do. A seven point two four. That's so... higher than me. What? Okay, I bet I have the highest. I have a seven. So... I have like a seven point one two. But back to the back to the actual story. Um, what something that this showed that really caught me off guard, and Jay mentioned it earlier, was the like the sound design and music in this show was I thought like otherworldly. I um. The fact that it sounds like someone like took a boom mic and followed a tank for like an hour and incorporated that into the story and then just like the rain and the music itself was just so good. Did you guys like get lost in this or is this just a me thing? Yeah, no, I, I definitely got super cozy and fell asleep to like the rain episode a little bit and the camera like the camera episode I just passed out at the end of it basically. <laughs> Yeah, I I did the same thing. Uh it definitely did sound like uh like the they just went the extra mile with the with the sound. Like they they had to at least like find somebody who did that organically or did it organically themselves. Yeah, it's like really rare like maybe like this year with like Made in Abyss where like I can just shut my eyes off and get lost in it. Like this even like at the end where they were like listening to the music on their radio was like this is like way too good for what i thought this show was going to be putting out in terms of like music because and like the op it's fun and they're dabbing and moonwalking and then and the actual episode you know we're getting like this sort of well i guess the song is about like essentially losing hope and everybody dying but um kind of like spiritual maybe is the right word that i was getting from the song where it was like really uplifting and powerful even if the message itself was kind of bleak and to me it's just like this stop like little things like that like raises the score for me i i just thoroughly enjoyed it i uh, the sound design in general i think was really good but i i I, I really like the OP and ED as well. I think they were both fun uh, little songs. You know the the way they started and finished was like like it always had me like smiling at the, at the beginning of it. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, like Jay said, the the sound in the rain episode was just so satisfying and so uh, yeah, it was just acoustic almost. It, it felt like the lo-fi vibes that that uh, Jay was talking about earlier too. Like I I think that's a perfect way to describe it and. It's uh, definitely one of the strengths of the show. Anything right, else? Do we have any, yeah, I was going to say, do we have anything else before we uh, maybe move on to final scores and conclusion? We're at, we're at 50 minutes, really? so. Yeah, I think, I think we're good. Yeah. All right, well, let's do it. All right, Miles, why don't you start us off? I mean, pull out the, uh, what do you call it? Um, calculator. Calculator, yes, that is what yes. you use to do math. Thank you. <laughs> it's okay. We have uh, I have a spreadsheet in case the calculator fails. I'd be so, very scared if it did. I'll I'll fail the spreadsheet. Did. Much like the spreadsheet, I very much enjoyed this anime. I thought it was a really good time. It was nice and cozy. Um, I'm glad that Jay put it on a radar for something to be nominated for Watch Club. The Jay Factor strikes again. Um, so, you know, ultimately, I this is like an eight for me. Uh, because, you know, it's not like my favorite genre or anything, but I think it does it everything in such a great way that, like, I still had, like, a ton of fun of this. So, like, even shows in this sort of genre, like, your camp that are, like, highly acclaimed and everything, and I can see the merit of, it's still, like, a 7 out of 10 for me, but as far as this sort of genre, I think this is, like, the peak of it so far from what I've watched. So, uh, you know, I would definitely recommend it, and I think it's worth watching, um, even if you're like not super hot on this type of thing because of the exceptional world building that it has and the setting and stuff, it's very unique for this type of thing. It's it's similar to Aria in that way. Think of it as like a really dark Aria, I guess, um, or dark undertones or overtones or tones. One, um, of the, uh, <laughs> one of the genres for this on the Amazon page was downbeat instead of upbeat. I think that's a really good. Way yeah, to that's a it. that's a great way to to like think of it. I like that. 
Um, but ultimately, I think it's still a little hopeful at the end. You know what I mean? Us humans still have dreams and hopes even at the end of the world. Um, I'm going to give it an 8, uh, and I would recommend it. So. All right, nice. Cat, uh, what about you? Uh, I definitely enjoyed this show. It was... It was... It's one of those shows that, like, I meant to watch a long, uh, a long time ago, but I never got around to, and I'm glad it got it. I'm glad that it got uh, nominated, uh, and I'm glad I watched it because, like, this is one of the things that I really needed in my life, honestly, because it 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 actually gave me hope that I could, like, you know, get my life back on track and, you know, uh, keep going. Uh, even even though like the the undertones were really depressing um all i can really say other than that is just that this show if you like if you didn't come out of this like feeling at least a little bit you know hopeful about your life like i mean it might be worth another watch. <laughs> but yeah, so for for my score, I rated it a nine because it was it was really it was really impactful for me. And I definitely recommend it. Fair enough. Alright. Uh Jay, what about you? Yeah, so I'm happy that uh, you know, Miles picked up the torch here and nominated this whenever I was out because yeah. Uh, I'm I'm super glad that we watched this. This has some of the best atmosphere of any Watch Club show that I've personally been a part of. I can't obviously speak for all of them, but thus far for me personally, I've enjoyed it a lot. The only thing atmosphere-wise, like, the only two things atmosphere-wise that kind of put above it are probably, like, Sunny Boy and Cyberpunk, I would say, are the, are the two for me. Um, uh, was it Arimo? It wasn't Sunny Boy and Arimo? Yeah, that's, that's that's number four actually. Okay, four. okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Tear break, said, but number four. Okay, makes sense. <laughs> I was said Violet Evergarden, but you weren't there for that, right? Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. makes sense. But um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the show. I think that if you're a fan of like just kind of sort of melancholy but hopeful stuff, then you'll enjoy this. I think there's a lot of themes and lessons to be drawn from this about just like the everlasting fortitude of the human soul, you know, like that sort of thing. It's like a sort of toned down what version of one of those like humanity fuck yeah sort of stories where it's like, yeah, humanity's kind of sucked at one point and we basically caused our own end, but like on an individual scale, we can still be good to each other in the, even in the shittiest of situations. I really liked when Kat said, uh, that one of the themes was making anything out of nothing. That's a really good way to put it. I think that that is a major theme of the show for sure. Uh, if you like just people being friends with each other and helping each other survive, then I think that you'll enjoy this too. There's not like a ton of conflict besides for like man versus environment sort of stuff, which, you know, it's nice to get a sort of change of pace of that, whatever so much of our conflict in anime is based on like i'm gonna go find this dude and beat him up or something like that um so for me personally this is gonna be a nine out of ten as well nine out of ten all right pete what about you yeah i really enjoyed this i did like the mix of storytelling elements where there were episodes clearly there to resonate with a theme and then i do think that there are episodes like the rain where it was supposed to be fun and enjoyable and I, I really enjoyed that mix of Slice of Life while adding in a sometimes more serious theme to the story. If this, I, I kind of wish like this show was like 60 episodes. I'd watch these two do a whole bunch of different things together. I think it's a whole bunch of fun. I love their dynamic. And they really made this, this awful situation into a really good time. And I, I, a big thing with me with anime is like the themes and the characters and these two knocked it out of the park. I love them both. Uh, I'm going to give the show a nine. I really enjoyed it. It was one of the better slices of life I've seen in a hot minute. So yeah, nine out of 10, nine squiggly boys out of 10. Nice. All right. So the, I 
I agree with uh, a lot of what everyone else has said so far. I also think uh, what, to highlight what Pete just said about the main two, uh, Chito and Yu, or Yui, whatever her full name was. I think they called her Yu a lot. Yuri. Yuri. They called her a lot uh, Yu in the dub a lot. Um, the fact that it was just those two characters, probably I'd say 90% of the time on screen, if not more, probably 95% of the time, uh, that show, it, it was really, really good. <laughs> like, like the two of the, their dynamic back and forth was really fun. Uh, the joke of her getting hit in the head was repeated a bunch, but at the same time, like that was fun every time for me. Like, I don't know, for some people, they that'd get old, but for me, I enjoyed it enough. Uh, I I really do think that the the character interactions between two of them in in the environment that was established really carried the show for me. I uh, I don't know. I just would like it to move a little faster, and that's not the case in most shows that are you know, in this genre, so to speak, or the subgenre, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I would have liked a little more closure, but at the end of the day, even then, I, I still enjoyed watching the show a ton. And I also think it was a show, though, that benefited on my end, at least, from being watched at one and a half speed versus being watched at normal speed, because uh, there were certain episodes where I was just getting like, all right, you know, this is cozy, this is cool and all, but like, are they progressing on their journey or not? You know, like there were moments where I was just wondering uh, if we were going to get anywhere. So uh, I think for me, though, this is an 8 out of 10. Uh, I think this is a really, really, really solid show. Uh, both ex- uh, like look and execution wise, and then also in terms of just enjoyment factor. So uh, that brings our total score on average, to an 8.6, which is 0.4 higher than Mal. Again, on Mal, it's an 8.2. I'd say that that lines up with our usual standards, at least for, like, slices of life. I think we, as a server and as a group, generally like it more than Mal does. Just saying a lot. Um, But, yeah. All right. I think that that'll wrap up our discussion on Girls' Last Tour. Uh, So why don't we talk about what we're watching for... Uh, December 26th, which is uh, Boxing Day. On Boxing Day, when we meet next, what are we watching, Miles? Yes. We had a tight race between these four shows. Mm-hmm. In third place, we have the Wasteful Day of High School Girls. It's earning Whoa. its third legacy point. Number two, with its first appearance, we got Summer Ghost which lost due to legacy points. Scored the most, unfortunately, got eked out by legacy points. By the... There's a reason I sent you the way I sent you that, Pat. That's garbage. I don't like you at all. <laughs> well, that that's why I questioned it, and then you still sent it that way. That's kind of rude. Wow. I, well, I, told, you how, I told you how voting went. Um... But you got to keep the suspense. This is the only time I get to do something like this. Mm. And of course, we will be watching next week. Has, I want hands up in the club. It's going to be Rosario Vampire Season 2. I won by a tie. By way of tie plus legacy point, huh? One point higher, but yeah. Because it has, it, I, I it guess has the number four legacy it does. points. It sure it does. It has four total legacy points. It does. How? How? Like we nominated it a lot, and Parfuli would always vote for it. <laughs> Still feeling the pain of that today. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it never ends. Um, does that mean I have to watch two seasons of Rosario Vampire? Yep. It does. Yeah. Oh no, the bitch! Javon link click. Yeah, exactly. This is on you. I'm with you people. <laughs> did, you I vote, did. Did, you vote, did you vote for it first? No. This is on you. Yeah. You can <laughs> only on blame you. yourself. <laughs> I, I voted high school high score girls first. Uh, what? Well, yeah. So Pete. Well, okay. I would say this is how how Cat voted for link click is he he voted for summer ghost first, and then he voted for blue lock number two. Nice. Which was illegal. <laughs> and I just assume he meant link click. So that's what I put the points towards. Because he couldn't vote for Wasteful Day. <laughs> uh, so and he voted lock- for Rosario third. 
<laughs> Blue Lock but, gets a legacy point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, I mean, you know me. I'd love to watch I know you Blue would. Lock and talk about it in Watch Club, but alas, we cannot. Um, Nobody can complain. If, if people don't like Rosario Season 2... You can, you're not allowed to complain. I'm gonna mute. I'm gonna mute the audio. Wait, can I complain? <laughs> I'm gonna put in fart noises. And vote for Rosario at all. I can complain, right? Because I voted for Link Click. You, yeah, you're good, Jay. You're good. Right, Everybody yeah. else. <laughs> Jay was. <laughs> hey, I didn't ro- vote for Rosario either, Pete. Yeah, because yeah, you couldn't for Rosario. <laughs> Who voted for Rosario? Do you no, want, I had don't, to. Don't out them on the pod. Yeah, okay. no, I, I had to. I had to put one list. point towards it, which is what the difference was. It really sucks, but that's the that way I voted. Give me a list. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna give. I'm not gonna say who this was, but here is an exact fucking quote. Fuck link click. My votes are to Rosario Vampire season two, Summer Ghost, and then whatever the other one is. Okay, like. Preston. That's just like Johnny. It's Galaxy. It's for sure Galaxy. It's gotta be Has right. As someone who would absolutely say fuck Galaxy if it was Galaxy. Or Rifle. It could be definitely be Rifle, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Pete's now doing the math of, like, who our main voter base is, and it's like, actually, this makes a lot yeah, of sense that rifle. this happened. <laughs> um, I, am, I get I it, so Rifle, excited. but come on. I was, I was extremely excited to watch Summer Ghost, and now, now right. the worst-case scenario has happened and played out it's in just, my head. Yeah, Boxing Day is going to be a um, interesting day. Yeah, it was going to be forty-five minutes. You guys, we were so, we were one point away from a forty-five-minute movie for the next two weeks as our assignment. At least Rosario has a dub. Like, <laughs> oh, does it? I yeah, it does. Um, Kayla's uh, excited about it because Kayla was a big Rosario Vampire fan. I asked her if she wanted to reprise her role on the podcast, and she said, "What okay, we're going to have so like when, a two-day-year-old? <laughs> no." When, when me and Cat watch rosario vampire can we vote on the first season and retroactively lower the score even further sure <laughs> it, I, I bet you would lower it yeah because it's pretty high considering what the show oh, is. It has given it a 10 yeah <laughs> i gave it an eight <laughs> say i probably wouldn't rate it that low but i know that i'm not going to give it a 10 so if it's yeah, that is really disappointing, actually. It has a seven point two nine from our scoring, so I'm I'm sure it could go a lot lower, and and that would be welcomed. But yeah, so yeah, let me just write Rosario Vampire season two. I have to delete now Summer Ghost from my little notepad here. I'm sorry for all the listeners who vote for Link Click, since that's like the majority of our listener votes on like Twitter, and it's just like. Could never win. I try so hard that I could never win. I even got like I even got a new show pulled up to dominate because I was hoping Link Click would finally win. And sure I didn't get a legacy at the point. End, and you know, legacy it point. I got fourth place by a pretty good margin. I didn't get a legacy point this time. <sighs> Frustrating. It, it definitely is the highest scoring show to never get a legacy point. If that makes wow. you feel better, it does yeah, not. That's true. And I voted for it first. I don't. Um, I don't believe you. No. I did, 100%. Because I, I, I know I, you say I that, did, but I don't believe you. I did Link Click first, Summer Ghost second, because mo- like, I think Summer Ghost is the thing I would enjoy the most, but I also don't know how he would talk about it, because it's like six minutes long. You like sci-fi um, shit, don't you? That's why I voted for Link Click first. Okay, appreciate that. <laughs> I still hate you, uh, but I don't believe you. <laughs> 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 Alright, let's nominate shows for next week. Uh, I'll go first. I'm nominating Summer Ghost again. Uh, okay. because I thought I was going to get to nominate Princess Principal movies again, but nope, now I have to nominate Summer Ghost one more time. Why don't we vote for it one more time? Let's get it over with, right, guys? Yeah, hey. yeah don't say right, that when I've nominated Link Click for 12 months in yeah, a row. Yeah, but no one wants to watch it, Pete. Well, you it guys are dumb! It's not my fault! I'm trying to <laughs> okay, educate sorry. you. Uh, <laughs> it's not even an anime. You, know what else you guys uh, want to watch it first? Girls Last Tour. Bam. Yeah. Boom. That got, that got it. Second place, its first run, immediately won its next time. This is yeah. this is the like, same this is the same group of people that when I nominated Nambaka once, they were like, you know Yeah, sure. Like <laughs> Yeah, but the difference is Nambaka has like a seven on Mal and Link Click almost has a nine. Link Click is the like thirtieth highest 38. rated thing. Yeah. We don't my point is we don't make good decisions. Yeah. <laughs> we I, voted in a remote. Exactly. No. Yeah, you're right. All right, Miles, why are you nominating alongside Summer Ghost? 
Yeah, you know what? Let's just increase the odds of a movie happening. I'll do Liz and the Bluebird. Liz and the Bluebird. All right. Uh, Kat, what about you? Um, you know what? We might want to get Jenny back on the podcast. So I'm going to nominate Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. Ooh, I was thinking about doing that. Haruhi. Okay. Come back. Just the second season so that we can watch <laughs> the just eight. the endless eight. And <laughs> well, I, yeah, I would, it would, it would be, personally. It would be like, the first season. Yeah, because you only have to watch four episodes. No, you have to watch all of them. They're not, different. Not, I, they you are know. different. You are, you are the, you and Johnny, I, I take Miles' word over this more than Ooh. I take you and Johnny's word over this. Don't because do that. I Might be a mistake. And, That's a big mistake. Yeah. I will they are, they I, are I, different, right? They like, are different, yes. Like, so they're different. There By like go. two they, seconds. It's up for debate if those differences are important or not. I say yes. I say no. <laughs> okay, well, all right. Uh, Haruhi, that'll be fun. Jay, we'll come back to you. You only have one more to go before you, though. So, uh, Pete, what have you got? You already know. Don't make me say it. I've already said it enough. Blink click? Uh, Blink click. Uh, bl- okay. Blue lock? Okay, yeah, perfect. Well, maybe once we get 12 episodes, we can do blue lock. Uh, you know what? Did we watch Mob Psycho? No. I'm gonna nominate Mob Psycho. Hell yeah, brother. Oh, shit. That's, ooh, even though I've already watched it, might do it just to make Pat give it a 7 and see what happens. (laughs) My my boy Mob? My boy Mob? I got him tattooed on my arm? Someone else is also joining the mob hate train in that server, so that makes me feel better about myself uh, as someone who hasn't ever watched Bob and doesn't have any interest in doing so. So thank you. Uh, I I at least have another thing to vote for, and that's that. Uh, that is no personal bias either. So at least I can just say that I can vote. I don't have to vote for it. Like, oh wait, I have to choose. Actually, I do. I have to choose whether I'm giving a point to Link Click or to Mob Psycho. You guys have put me in quite a predicament. Let's I got it. Go. Yes. Next episode, nice. we just all do psychic anime. <laughs> I, I did. I did. Oh, guys, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I'm, I've got a headache, and I, I'm just gonna have it two weeks from now. It's your powers developing. No, Pete, for, not for the two core, just yeah. do Mob One and Two. I'll just, Ooh. I'll just re up Shinsekai Yori, and we can just pretend like Gaslight Pat into pretending we oh, didn't no. watch it for the first two core. Oh yeah, hell yeah, JoJo's wouldn't work. Um, oh, I, that, I do want to. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if at some point we wanted to do like a Legacy Point episode where we all have to like, like get some stuff off the list. Everyone nominates a show that they've nominated that like has a Legacy like Point or something. Um, yeah. That- that might be good for like you know maybe a spring thing just for like a spring cleaning. Yeah. Or we do like like the top five shows with legacy point totals are these. Like let's pick on those this week, you know, just to get some right. of those done. Spring cleaning, that's a good theme, cat. I like that. Yeah, go into marketing. <laughs> I and don't say April pudding. Fools because we're watching New Moon. April Fools. <laughs> No! Yeah, we are. You don't have to join, but we're doing New Mood. No, I have to join through Burley. What do you mean? That's That's on you, bro. You got married, not me. Sick roast feet. Got his ass. (laughs) Got his ass. You gotta do things with your (laughs) wife. Okay, yeah. You're all teasing a 20-year-old. Yeah, anyways. All right, let's, uh... (laughs) That'll end our watch club this week, I guess. Uh, have a have a wonderful rest of your week, everybody. And uh, Pete, take it away. Yes, and if you want to support us, the best way to do so, like, comment, subscribe, leave a review on whatever platform you are watching and or listening to us on. Next week will be our Witcher 2023 preview, talking about all the new shows coming up and some of the big-time sequels like Vinland Saga, and, uh, the one where the dude throws a castle at people. That's really fun. Uh, Otherwise, if you are here for Watch Club, we will see you in two weeks for Rosario Vampires Season 2. I hate myself saying that. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.